But I'm very excited to announce that we do have a masterclass tour, not just one masterclass, an entire tour around the whole country. And it's called the Everything is Marketing Masterclass Tour. Our first one is happening on the 16th of March. And I am so excited and nervous at the same time. Welcome to the Lebu Lion Show, where we talk all things marketing, business, brand building, mindset, and sometimes pop culture. Guys, I am so excited to be here with you this year in 2024. If you are still alive, if you're still breathing in this year, then you have achieved a lot because 2023 was a wild, wild, wild time. And I'm so glad to see you this year. And I really do believe that this year is going to be a very exciting year, full of opportunities and full of optimistic and positive interactions, right? I was actually talking about this on my Instagram the other day. We were talking about how so many people are looking down on people who are positive about a new year. And I think it's so important to go into new things with an optimistic perspective. Because if you go into it with cynicism, you fail to see the true opportunities that lie before you, right? And it doesn't mean that bad things aren't going to happen just because you're optimistic, but it does mean that you might maybe tackle them differently or approach them differently because you're seeing them as opportunities that need to be unearthed and that's a very powerful way to see the world and to see a new year so happy new year i'm excited this is the year where we're actually going to be delulu delulu is the salulu for real if you're not delusional you're not going to make it and I've been watching a whole lot of entrepreneurship content where they're saying the most successful entrepreneurs are the most delusional human beings. Like you must have an idea in your mind and everyone around you must think that it's crazy, it's not doable, but you know in your heart of hearts that it's doable. You have to believe it before anybody else does. You have to see it before anybody else sees it. Thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. We are building this community. We're making it bigger. Welcome to our TikTok family who've migrated to YouTube. I'm so excited that you're here. We have so much fun on TikTok and I can't wait for us to have more fun this year on my YouTube. As you know, every single year, I start off the podcast with kind of like an introduction to the year, to me, what we're going to be doing. And it's actually so wild because I was watching my intro from last year. <laughs> and at the beginning of that intro, I said, we have an amazing year planned and we're going to be doing masterclasses. Where were the masterclasses? <laughs> there were no masterclasses to be found in 2023. But it's okay because this year I'm actually going to be a woman of my word and I'm doing the right things and I'm hoping that you guys are going to come along on this journey with me. So for everybody who's new to this page, I am Lebo Lion SA, known as the voice of marketing. And I have been educating people about how to use marketing, tech and social media online for the past five years. I actually had to do an audit because I don't know how long I've been around and I've actually been here for a very long time. It feels like I've been here for 20 years, but it's only been five years. And basically, I got into this game through podcasting. You know, I used to be somebody who was very curious and I spent time with a lot of different kinds of people. 
And the one guy said to me, every time you chill with us, you've got all this knowledge to share. You should start a podcast. And at the time I was like, no, I don't want to do a podcast. I want to be on radio. So I'm not doing this thing called podcasting. And it wasn't even a thing yet in South Africa, really. There were two people. One guy, a, a South African newsreader who moved to the States and he was doing podcasting in the US. And then there was another guy, I forgot his name. And he was just kind of playing around with it, with it, figuring it out uh, at the time. And... Somehow I had a I had a tech company. The tech company didn't work out, but we made some money with it. So we all left with a bit of money. And I went to the Cannes Film Festival. I went to Cannes Lines. I went to all these things in Cannes. I had a bit of money, so I, I put the money together and I traveled over there. One day I was in my hotel room. I didn't have anything to do. I didn't have parties that I was invited to. So I just took up my phone. And I opened my voice notes app and I started recording a podcast. I swear to you, that's how I started. And I just posted it on uh, what's it, SoundCloud. I posted it on SoundCloud. And literally from the first episode, we were getting listeners. And this was a really wild thing to me at the time because I didn't know anything about podcasting. It wasn't very popular in South Africa. So to me, it just felt like, let's take a chance because who, who cares? And who knows anyway? If I fail, no one will know. If I succeed, okay, that's nice. You know, I wasn't even doing it for money at the time. I was just doing it because I needed something to do. Fast forward five years later, I've worked with publishers. I've published my own book. I have spoken at many different corporates. I facilitate training sessions. People literally will book me to help them build their personal brands. And my clients have evolved from people who own small businesses to people who are leaders in listed companies, people who are running for presidency in different countries. I, my client base is wide and it's global. And it all started with a podcast that I recorded on my voice notes app five years ago. So when I tell you guys that when I teach you things, I teach you things from a perspective of experience. I'm not lying. Everything that I share is something I have done. If I've not done it, I don't feel comfortable sharing. And that's when I'll have my guests coming to talk to you guys about what they know because they're better suited to talk about that topic than me. And this is also why I'm so excited about social media, new media, you know, building your brand because I've seen what it's done for my life. Literally, I have not worked for anybody my entire life. <laughs> I've always worked for myself. And that's a testament to knowing how to use marketing well. I've always known how to use marketing. I was always entrepreneurial in university. I'm 33 years old now and I've got things that adults have but I've never worked for anybody and the people who are my clients now are people who I never thought in a million years would trust me to build their brands that you know are in rooms that I could never imagine being in at the time when I started this journey so the moral here of the story is just start and you are in safe hands because the things I teach you are things that I have done and experienced and it also speaks to that conversation I love to have with you guys on TikTok and Instagram where I say don't believe the optics right Right? Just because somebody has a million followers, it does not mean that they're living a million follower life. I don't even know what that is. But I think a lot of people assume that if somebody's got a million followers, they've got a million rands in the bank account. They've got everything's just wonderful. It's like, no, that's not how it works. When you know how to use marketing and build a brand, you can actually make a lot of money with very few amount of followers. And you can also be the kind of person who has a lot of followers, but you're not really banking your following because you don't understand what you're doing. So a lot of the time I've, I've found that people mistake popularity with influence and they don't know how to make or monetize the two and they both have money anything you do can make money please remember that that's the that's the the tone of everything that i do anything you do can make money if you try hard enough you can make money from anything 
And that's my little story. If you come from TikTok and you didn't know now, you know, if you've been on the channel, you know my story. But I know that you guys don't mind me sharing my story over and over again. Even when I go to events, you guys ask me to share my story. So I'm sharing my story. Now you can go back and hear me listening to it. I gave you the fast forwarded version. Uh, but you know, when I see you guys in person, I do take time to talk to you. And we will dissect parts of it because some of you are interested in different parts and that's okay. Now I've evolved into somebody who's also like a speaker, you know, and I'm saying like because it's so tricky when you build your personal brand, right? You have to evolve from one industry to another, especially if you're trying to make money in the long term. You can't just bank on one skill forever. That never works. You have to be somebody who knows how to evolve. And as you evolve, there's a weird little period in between the one point to the other where people might be confused about what you're doing or they might not believe that you're the thing that you want to become next or there's just a lot of confusion right confusion and your job is to know know how to navigate that confusion and then make it make sense for your end users so that they can actually book you for the things that you want to be booked for and they can accept you as a player in the new industries that you want to be a player in so you guys will see me on instagram especially i post a lot of this corporate speaking event that I speak at and that's something that I probably started last year properly you know before I was just taking gigs if they're giving it to me but last year I was fully like within the whole thing and it's been quite an adventure and I think that's why a lot of you are asking me to do speaking classes now I don't know if I'm going to do speaking classes guys I'm doing a lot of classes uh, but I'll definitely consider collaborating with other speakers who where we might be able to do something maybe one master class for the day or a zoom or something and we can give you guys the tools that you need so you know how to speak in front of a crowd or speak for your presentation at work or whatever the reason is that you need speaking skills. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for all of your support. I really do appreciate it. And I think on that note, I also want to announce that we finally have a masterclass. I know you've been waiting for years. I've been saying, I think for the past three years that I'm going to do some kind of event or masterclass and I haven't done it for many reasons. I think a lot of the time online, what people do is they compare everybody and then they assume that the thing that's been done the most is the most successful thing to do. And what we don't get is that people don't report their failures. People don't report all the other things that happen amidst what they're trying to copy, right? And I'm not a copycat. I do things at my own time, at my own pace. It has to make sense for me. Even if I'm jumping off the plane and like building the parachute as I go down, I still have to be convinced that I'm not going to fall on the ground, that the parachute is actually going to be built at some point of me falling out the plane, right? So I don't do things just because people want to do them. I do things because I feel like I'm ready to do them or I want to do them or it makes sense at the time or I'm, I, something has to come together for me to want to do something. So I know online people make events seem like this crazy great thing and if you have an event you're doing something real but I think that comes from a mentality of not understanding how the online space works and not understanding what monetization looks like because events are only one stream of monetization and brand building they're not the entire stream and if events were the entire stream I would have nothing because I haven't done events <laughs> I'm only starting this year, but I literally invested in the other ones. And there was a study, I think it was Hootsuite. I think it was Hootsuite. They published a report about personal branding and they were saying that the biggest way to build your personal brand in 2023 and going into 2024 is personal, uh, public speaking engagements and podcasting. Those are the top two. 
which means you do not need an event to build a personal brand, to create authority for yourself. You don't need to go through that mess. It's very stressful. It's not necessary. But if your community wants it and you feel like you want to venture into that, sure, do it. But I'm just saying that's the reason why I didn't go into events from the beginning because I didn't see the value of them for my personal brand and what I was trying to build. But I'm very excited to announce that we do have a masterclass tour, not just one masterclass, an entire tour around the whole country. And it's called the Everything is Marketing Masterclass Tour. Our first one is happening on the 16th of March. And I am so excited and nervous at the same time. Amanda's here. She knows we've been planning this thing and it's wild. <laughs> like I have a newfound respect for event planners because it's quite, it's quite the journey planning these kinds of events, you know. And the reason why this masterclass is called the Everything is Marketing Masterclass is because from the inception of me being Lebo Lion and being about marketing, one of the reasons why I stood so firmly within the marketing industry and wanting to position myself as a voice in marketing is because I felt like in every space I was going into, people were undermining marketing. And it didn't make sense to me. Because everywhere else in the world, marketing is such a big thing and it encompasses so many parts of the organization that it didn't make sense to me that people would say, they'd look at you funny. If you, go, if you say, I'm a marketer, they laugh. They go, oh, some people would even say, oh, that's the degree people do if they can't get into other degrees. And that's not true. I got into a lot of other degrees. I pursued CA Stream for two years, but I still went into marketing because that's what I want to do. And to me, it's one of the most valuable industries of our time, especially with tech coming in AI it should be one of the coolest and most popular things to be a marketer in this day and age so it made no sense to me that people didn't understand how everything around us is literally marketing i'll give you one very very basic example this is very basic but when you look at a packet of omo dishwashing powder for example a lot of people think that the white stuff is the dishwashing powder but it's not. The white stuff is literally fluff. The blue little granules that you see, that's the stuff that washes your clothes or your dishes or whatever you use, Omo. Uh, dishwash dishwashing powder? Did I say dishwashing powder? No. The Omo the Omo Omo washing powder. Do they have a dishwashing powder? Well, there we go. My bad. So when you look at the back of Omo washing powder, right, you've got the white stuff and you've got the blue little specks. The white stuff is literally just fluff and the blue specks are the things that actually wash your clothes. And you don't need a lot of those specks to wash your clothes. But as marketers were testing these things in the market, they realized that people don't feel like they're getting value in dishwashing dish powder. Was it? In, <laughs> in washing powder. <laughs> Okay, I don't know what's happening with me today and washing powder, but consumers don't feel like they're getting value in washing powder if they get a small pack. So to them, the value is a big pack. But that fluff is literally to make you as the consumer feel good about your purpose, your purchase. It is not about actually giving you more soap. There isn't any more soap in that than there would be in a packet this big. That's all you would need to get real dish oh my god that's all you would need to get washing powder 
I can't believe I keep getting this washing powder thing wrong, to wash your, your clothes. So everything around you is marketing from the way shops are designed to the way that the routes that your bus takes, if you take a bus or the car train or whatever you do, every single little thing you see has been designed by marketers because we understand how human beings see the world, how they derive value, and we match that with how organizations want to make money because organizations can only make money if people are buying things, but people will only buy things that they find valuable. Valuable. So marketers bridge that gap. We essentially create value in the value chain. That's what marketing is. And I urge you to read more about marketing. I urge you to come to the masterclass so you can understand what marketing is. I'm going to be breaking it down. I'm going to be using the seven P's. I know people say the seven P's are outdated, but if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's it. What's wrong with me today? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like the seven piece still work, but people are customizing it to fit online speak. But it, it's the same thing. So instead of P for people, they'll say C for customer or community. It's all the same thing, right? So I'm going to go old school, seven P's of marketing. We're breaking it down so you can understand the value chain and then understand how your business fits into that, the kind of marketing you should be doing in order to get sales, new clients, to build brand, to monetize, to create strategy for social media. Because a lot of people also create strategies for social media just based off of what they're seeing online. They're not looking at their business, their business model, and then saying, what are we trying to to achieve therefore let us create social media pages that help us achieve this and that's why so many people will chase numbers without understanding that maybe your product is not a numbers based product it's not a popularity product maybe you are selling something that's so high value that you only need to make 10 sales a year right that kind of thing is never going to have a huge community you'd be lucky if you had 500 followers on your page unless you're thinking about diversifying and the thing you're diversifying with is a lower ticket item then you could maybe think about big numbers but people don't align their business model and brand strategy with their social media pages and that's why they don't see a lot of success but i also think the biggest reason is that people are not patient right so they want to see really quick growth and i don't even understand why they want to see that because most people don't even know what to do with the quick growth so when you come to the everything is marketing masterclass tour we're going to unpack all of that you might even have some speakers who are experts at different platforms who'll help you understand how to use those platforms for your business to monetize to influence to build a brand to do all of that good stuff and we've also broken down the masterclass into three categories right so you can either buy a general ticket which is 659 rand we're running an early bird special right now and then you can also buy a ticket where we are hosting a private lunch i think it's only limited to 35 people if i'm not mistaken and at that lunch we're literally going to it's going to be me you and these other high net worth individuals and we're going to be exchanging skills knowledge information whilst having a good meal and a good drink so i can't wait to see some of you there people are already buying the the more expensive tickets and that's a good sign it means that you guys do really want like a quality saturated experience with me and other leaders who will be there on the day and we've also got a dress code for the event the dress code is a lion tea and something formal because we're trying to show the world that it's good to lead with audacity that's what lion stands for having the courage to do the things that nobody ever thinks you could do having the courage to do the things that you put your mind to having the courage to fail succeed and move on right that's what lion stands for it's not label line it's lion it stands for its own thing and label line is an extension of that but lion on its own 
all of us are lions. Everybody who's on, who watches this podcast, everybody who's part of this community is a lion. And I want to see you guys wearing these t-shirts on the day. So essentially, we're all lions and I'd love to see all of you wearing the lion t-shirt on the day. We've got drinks. We've got drinks brands coming. We've got other people coming to perform. Like it's a, actually, it's a whole thing. So I can't wait to see you there. Our tickets are on Quicket and they're also on my website. And the t-shirts are also on sale on Quicket and on my website. So head over there. Get your tickets. See you on the 16th. That's happening somewhere around Santon. We still haven't found a venue. But by the time this podcast comes out, we will have a venue. And you can find out more information by going on our social media pages. My social media pages, Liberline underscore SA. Or the Everything is Marketing Movement on Instagram. Where I'm just posting information about everything you need to know about the masterclass. So don't say I don't listen to you guys. I've listened. We are planning this event. It's stressing me out. But I'm also super excited to see you guys. And I can't wait for us to show the world the value of marketing. And how it's changed our lives. And how it changes our businesses and improves everything that we do and traditionally the way we've been doing our first episodes for the past year now i'm making it a tradition is that i'll ask the crew to ask me questions right because i know you guys come into the year with curiosity sometimes i say things and you're like what is she saying and you want to ask me questions and i think the crew are really great at mirroring the audience for me so we're going to have a q a session now with the crew and they're going to ask me questions whatever's on their mind but if you've also got questions ask me in the comment section below and i will answer those questions in our next episode episode or maybe even on tiktok or instagram depending on what the question is but let's go for it so crew do you guys have any questions for 2024 so um i just wanted to ask right <laughs> yeah um is growth always a good thing in marketing here's why i'm asking okay um so there was a guy in the hood like in the township right <laughs> yeah. he had a tavern yes right? and it was quite popular everyone used to go um from the ages of I don't want to lie, like 16 yeah, to like nah. old. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Then he then revamped the place. Yes. Made it more modern. There was like, you know, people couldn't buy ngudus anymore. You had to buy the buckets and, you know, mm-hmm. bottles. And he made it more modern. And then no one went. So is growth in terms of business like a good thing or like? Well, look, and you you gave a great example. Growth is almost always a good thing if that's what you were chasing as an organization. However, some people don't know the direction they should take where growth is concerned. So what they do is they grow based on a vision that they have and not based on the trends they're seeing in their business and what their customer and the community that they serve wants at the time. Right? So... Like you said, people were happy. They'd go all the time. They buy ngudus. It's in the hood. They clearly have love that chilled vibe that's, that Tavern has, right? But they're not the market for something a bit higher end. So for him to go in that direction means that he has to find new customers. Because the people in that environment are not the customers for that kind of aesthetic and that kind of offering, right? So he basically transformed his so Mizi's Shabin <laughs> to a conga. Right. And the the conquer market is never really the people who live in Soweto. It's people outside of Soweto. It's more of a destination party spot than it is for the locals. So I think a lot of people, when they grow, they're not considering their audience. They're just considering trends and what they want, not necessarily the business trends and what their audience and community want. 
And that it happens a lot with everything, right? And that's why I was talking about aesthetics as well. That people chase aesthetics. They don't even know what anything means. They want more numbers, but they don't know why, you know? And that's why people will assume, oh, more followers equals more money. No, not all the time, you know? A nicer looking place doesn't mean you'll have more customers. It doesn't work like that. It's not that straightforward. It really is a process of understanding your target market, understanding your business model, the environment that you're operating, all the P's, the seven P's of marketing, <laughs> essentially. Once you create that for yourself and you put, slot your business in those things, you'll know how to grow. Do you think to be a successful marketer, do you need to... Mm -hmm. Must you be a person that has feelings? Why why that question? My feelings. We are dog. <gasps> We're dog. <laughs> <laughs> Must you have feelings to be a successful marketer? I think marketers are some of the most emotional people you'll meet, right? And when I say emotional, I don't mean we cry and we're soft. I just think you have to put a lot of feeling into what you do because marketing is essentially centered around people. And whether you love people or hate them, that's still an extreme emotion. <laughs> and I think we lean into that in order to make our strategies happen. I think a lot of people who are marketers shouldn't be. I don't think that they have a love for people or a hatred for people. I just don't think they care, you know. And over and above that, I don't think that the world excites them. And I think for you to be a marketer, you have to be curious. The world must excite you. Even the problems, even if they stress you, they must excite you because you understand that in all of that, there's an opportunity and that's exciting. You know, so if you're not curious and you don't have an extreme stance on human beings, I don't think you can really be a marketer. I don't see how that works. All right. Um, what's your least favorite thing about marketing? The industry or the thing, like the actual marketing? The industry. What I don't like about the marketing industry? Ooh, that's a tough one. <laughs> I think the marketing industry in South Africa, I'll take it down to South Africa because this is the industry I know the best. I think what I find the most challenging about the South African marketing industry is that we don't make room for play. And play is very important. When I say play, I mean experimenting, testing new things, trying new things. Uh, it seems like a lot of businesses are just ROI orientated, return on investment. They just want to see, you know, KPIs being met and that's about it. But they're not making time for marketers to play and test things out. We know AI is coming, right? It's already here, actually. So many agencies around the world are already using AI <laughs> to do a lot of things. I can tell you for sure that 70% of South African marketing agencies haven't even started integrating AI into how they do, do things or at least facilitated an environment where the employees can play around with AI without feeling scared that they're making mistakes or they're not meeting KPIs or the ROI. So for me, I feel that we're too serious in this country. And so it's not allowing us to play. We need to play. We need to experiment. Marketers are like inventors. You know, we, we don't come up with our best ideas from sitting at a desk. We come up with our best ideas from experience, from using things, from understanding, from interacting and connecting with people. So if an organization doesn't have that, the marketing can't be that good either. You know, I mean, I was looking at some trend report about social media and how agencies are valuing social media in 2024. And one of the things that came up was that 
a lot of companies are feeling like they're not getting the right ROI from their social media activities, especially from influencer marketing. But then somebody else said, but how would you know if what you're measuring is correct if your campaigns aren't the right kind of campaigns to see if you really understand social media, right? So we're creating campaigns. We don't even know if the campaign is the right fit for what we're actually doing. And then we're measuring that campaign as a reflection of the efficiency and effectiveness of social media and influencer marketing, which is completely incorrect, right? So I think we would avoid a lot of those kinds of mistakes if we played a bit more and there wasn't so much emphasis on immediate results because I don't think marketing is an immediate results thing. I think it's a long-term results game. Sales is immediate results, marketing is not. Do you think marketing is more beneficial to um, new age media or traditional media, which is like television and the old newspaper or whatever the case may be? Do I think that marketing is more beneficial to new age media or traditional media? I think marketing... (laughs) is beneficial for everything for real that's why i say everything is marketing the thing about marketing is that it's not like it's not like i'm trying to think of something that is very industry specific or you know marketing is not industry specific marketing is for all industries it's a process it's the process of adding value it's not necessarily a thing right so you do marketing for all industries because it helps to optimize the efficiency effectiveness and the results that come from that industry so marketing is great for traditional media and new media it's just that you obviously have to do it differently for the different media platforms but it's valuable for all industries okay cool so how can one collaborate or sponsor the the masterclass thank you that's a great question i'm so happy about that question Basically, what we're doing with the masterclass is we're creating an ecosystem of value, right? We're standing true to the principles of marketing, which is creating value. And we are literally looking to anybody who's got aligned principles and values with us to come through. Either you can get a stall with us and showcase your brand there. You can pay for tickets for your team. And you can also email us so we can design something that fits your organizational needs. But we would love to see organizations there collaborating with us engaging with the community and really standing true and firm to the idea that education really does move the needle and that understanding marketing social media and technology is probably one of the best ways you can equip yourself for the future so if you would love to collaborate with us all you have to do is email us at info at labellion.com or events at labellion.com and we'll be in touch with you so are you seeing anyone this year I see many people. Every time I leave the yeah, house, you, you, I see... You, you understand exactly what I'm asking. <laughs> Am I seeing anybody this year? No, because I still stand firm that Mjolo is rough and we must all stay far away from it, make our money and find happiness. <laughs> what did they do to me? Uh, Nothing really. It's just... I know you guys are going to say, oh, she chuckled, she's lying. No, I mean, we've all been through things. Let's not lie about this. But I just also think that focusing on your money and your happiness is really underrated. Like, once you focus on those things, I believe that the right people will come to you. And you will connect with the right people. But if you're always chasing Jolos, just going to run away from you. So I'm very happy just to be focusing on myself, finding new ways to make myself happy, knowing myself. Oh, my goodness, you just reminded me. Oh, <laughs> 
<laughs> of those videos that were trending at the end of last year of the, the Miss XO and that other lady who were crying because they wanted to find husbands and love and they don't have it. Do you remember those videos? Those videos are so concerning. So I did a whole TikTok thing about it because it was so like it was viral. People were talking about it, it was quite a thing. And basically these girls were crying because they were saying they've been waiting for so long to find the loves of their lives. They see people getting married. They see people in relationships and they're really, you know, envious of that. And when is their time coming? And a lot of people had a lot to say about it. And just to chime in, my two cents is that, you know, when I looked at those two videos, both of the ladies are young, late 20s. They seem to have careers that they invested in, right? And I don't think they've reached the pinnacle of what they could achieve in their lives. I'm not saying they're not successful, but I'm saying there's always room for them to do more. Like there is for all of us. And I wish that we could start creating content and having narratives in society that encourage women to fill their lives with themselves. Because we haven't been taught that. We've been taught to aspire for marriage, to marriage, relationships, all of these things that aren't necessarily me, me, me based, right? And I think that because of that, we as women, we're not, we're not able to create meaningful friendships and relationships with each other because it's, it's kind of slightly transactional in a way. If your expectation is marriage at the end or whatever, I think it's a little bit tricky to form a true connection with somebody if those are the expectations you have of them. And I'd wish we could teach more women to just focus on yourself, learn who you are, you know, have boundaries, have standards. Once you have standards, you don't want to date 90% of the people who are out there. Because they're just not it. Like, you're just like, actually, no, I don't like this person. Or, yeah, they're nice, but I don't, this is not for me. Like, once you have standards, the world changes. And you, you're you not in a rush to date anybody or be friends with anybody or work for anybody. You're so selective with your time and your your presence and your energy. And I, I wish that for more women. I'm not saying it's bad to want a partner. I'm saying you shouldn't want a partner to fill the gaps in your life. There should be an addition, not the person who fixes your life or, you know, because you should be happy without them. They should just be adding. That's so, what I believe. So, in a level, what are you looking for in a man? Yeah, banna. What am I looking for in a man? Yeah. Oh, jeez. <sighs> because I'm not even thinking about men. Ugh. I'm not really, Let's do it this I don't way. know. Let's do it this way. Okay. Right? Number one, <laughs> what is he wearing? Ah, okay. I like this. Is this is literally is marketing. Is he tall? Is he short? What is he wearing? Is he tall? Is he short? Age. Okay. Right? Hey. Uh, Some people are going to be watching this with notepads. <laughs> They're going to be watching this episode Finances. With oh. Are they important? Oh. Give me that guy. Like, okay. draw it for us. What is he wearing? I definitely like guys with a bit of like a UK style. Um, and let me not even say UK. Let me say guys who wear like, and I know people don't expect this. They think, I, I had a poll on Instagram once and asked people who they thought I was dating or who they think I should date. And Vusi Tembeguayo came top of the list. Vusi Tembeguayo. <laughs> came top of the list and I was like okay Sizwe Domo was on the list I was like okay this is interesting and who was number three but it was also someone around the Vusi Sizwe Domo who was it I'm trying to remember but it was those were the top two uh, I know people would expect me to want to date a guy who wears a suit and he speaks amazing English and those guys are very nice they're attractive they are they are what they are but I think I prefer people who have 
a massive creative side to them. Uh, so even if you are a CA or a doctor, there must be something very creative and artistic about you because that's where I like to reside when I'm resting and doing my own thing. So I like people who have very good street style, you know, like if you know how to wear a good T-shirt and jeans very well, I find that very attractive. Um, a suit is nice. If you go to work and you wear a suit, that's nice. But it's not like doctors wear suits to work, right? So it doesn't mean that just because you're wearing a suit, you're the highest earner or anything. It's it's nice, but it's not a must. Um, and I don't mind if he's got like, if he works in a formal environment, like a bank, or if he works at like Facebook. You know, to me, that doesn't matter. It's more about what he's doing there that matters to me. What about the Ginza? What the Ginza? <laughs> Gangster. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> on, it's a no from me. No, thank you, gangsters. I'm sure you're very nice people, but it's a no from me. I could never do that. Earning, he has to earn quite a bit. I won't go into the numbers because that will trend. But he has to earn quite a bit of money because that matters to me. And I think a man takes care of the household. That's just my perspective. It's not the rule. It's my, what I want. Um, he's definitely tall. Because SMS is a real thing. Short man syndrome. I don't have issues with short guys. I've dated a short guy before. But he had issues with his height. Do you get me? So like, I can't, I can't take care of the issues you have with yourself. You know? So I prefer tall guys because I'm also a tall girl. Uh, what else did you say? Dress, finance, height. What was the last one? There were four That's things. It. I think so. Dress, finance, height. And he must speak English well. Of course. That's the thing. I know it sounds terrible. Some people will say I'm a colonialist or colonized, whatever mind. But it matters to me. Uh, it's just my preference. I don't think it's an indicator of his intelligence or anything. It's just that the spaces I'm in, that's what we do. So that's what I want. That's about it. It's got nothing to do with intelligence or anything like that. That's just what I prefer. Um, and he must also be like somebody who's with it. I don't... Oh, you said age. Oh, not a, not a grandpa, please. I don't understand how these young girls are dating grandpas. Because if you're 16... <laughs> And you're with a 33-year-old. That's a grandpa. You shouldn't be dating somebody that old. Uh, so for me, I think a good age range is between my age and maybe five years older than me. Nothing younger. Uh-uh. No. Nothing. Younger? No. Mm -mm. No. What if he ticks all those boxes, but he's younger than you? We can go on a date. I wouldn't say no to a date. But preferably what older. A good time. <laughs> With this, I don't know. I'm not a bank. <laughs> All I can guarantee is that we're going to eat food and have a good time. But otherwise, a little bit older works for me. Not too old, though, because I don't want a father. I've got a father. I just want a partner. So he can't be too, too old. Like after 40, it's too old for me. One more Over question. 40. Yeah. Uh, I just want to push it a step further. Mm. Would you be in a polygamous relationship? Interesting. I get asked that question quite often. You'd be surprised, especially in rooms where we're talking about serious things. But when we take a break, we'll talk about this. And I think people assume that if you're a lady who might be a bit ambitious or, you know, you speak for yourself, whatever, that maybe marriage is not your priority. So you shouldn't mind being the second or the third because then you can still do your own thing. That's what I get from people. Um, polygamy. I'm Venda. We practice polygamy. We do have polygamists in my family. I'm not against it. 
it's just not for me. You know, um, yeah, the guy would have to be proposing something really big for me to say yes to polygamy. I'm not against it. It's just right now I can't imagine that as part of my life. Yeah. Love it. I think we are done with the question and answer section. Now you guys know my dating preferences. You don't have to DM me. You can just watch this video <laughs> and keep going back when you're not sure because you guys are wild in the DMs. I mean, I have to keep cleaning up my DMs all the time because some of you will just DM about things that are not marketing related. That's a problematic thing, guys. Don't just DM people you don't know asking them on dates. It's very strange and you don't know who you're talking to. So that could be exposing you to a lot of terrible things. Just don't mac in the DM. The DM is meant for sales. It's meant for understanding things in deeper, but not for macking. That's just my two cents about it. But yeah, thank you guys for tuning into the first episode of the Label Lion Show for 2024. I can't wait to see you at the Everything is Marketing Masterclass Tour. Literally, we're going everywhere. Joburg, Pretoria, Limpopo, Cape Town, Durban, and I can't remember where else. But we're doing two in Joburg. The last one is going to be more of like a big party than anything else. So if you want the core, core, core marketing masterclass stuff and you're in Joburg, come to the first one on the 16th of March. I cannot wait to do this year with you. Like I said, I'm really, really excited about 2024. I think this is going to be a big year for good people. I think if you've been doing things the right way and you have integrity and you're making decisions based on, you know, the right things, I really believe that this is going to be your year to see tremendous growth, to see yourself winning, to see yourself happier than you were, right? So let's keep that as the metronome for our year. Happiness, success, abundance, fruitfulness everything good is coming our way this year until the next episode don't forget that the best way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time toodles yeah yeah can let me teach you a lesson can let me teach you a lesson level line with the tweets follow me back to my nest level line with the podcast Listen, cause I got class. Nibble line with the impact. You be lying, that's a real fact. 